up man how you doing doing well doing well i'm excited for tonight had a great day at the ball diamonds calling games so i'm ready to ease back and be entertained it was championship sunday man i tell you what we call we call it a heck of a championship game didn't we it's crazy oh yeah it was a great game you know bringing home the bacon as they say so chaos bringing home that gold (laughs) that gold championship cubic zirconium whatever that trophy is made out of you know so i love it so i'm excited dane there's a band um i i can't say enough um whatever the word is for when bucket list times 10 right there's a band i started listening to um you know mid-2000s um i remember i'm coming home from work and there's a station called t95 here in wichita and there's a song that comes on called selfish and cold and i'm like who is this who is this beautiful angelic singer dropping this awesome <laughs> guitar part and the song was very powerful it was a it was a jamming kind of slow song but it was also very powerful it's kind of talking about mm-hmm forgiveness and letting go of things and also like admitting the fact that maybe we're kind of human and not perfect, you know? And yeah. I looked up this band, I'm like revelation theory. They changed their name over the years from revelation theory to rev theory. And they had this mm-hmm. album drop Dane called truth is currency. And it's, it's literally just like it sounds just mm-hmm. an album full of like relationship advice, like while jamming at the same time, like you're rocking your face yeah. off and learning about cool, you know, cool things about life and all that. And as a young yeah. man back then hearing these things and, over the years, I've been a huge fan of them as they've dropped songs working with Randy Orton of WWE, the most recent banger, Wildlife, which the kids love, even at the softball diamonds, just oh, still yeah. getting it done after all these years, man. So with that being said, we were we were blessed enough to catch up with our buddy Julian from the band. So without wasting any more time, I want to get down to it and bring on our friend Julian from Rev Theory. Julian, how you doing, man? Good, brother. Nice to be with you guys. Hey, nice thank you man. for coming on. Thank you for making the time. It's a it's a so, privilege, Julian. Like I said, man, uh, you've been making great music forever, and you're, you're no stopping point. It sounds like if, if wildlife is any indicator. So, appreciate you doing this, man. We've got some questions for you over the years. We're going to jump into it that the audience is cultivated. So, I'm going to take the lead with this one, Julian. So, I yeah. always always wonder with these, you know, the the super group that you're in right now and what you've done with Rev Theory. There's always these kind of like back in the day stories, right? So, take me back, man, before you were performing with the guys and Rich and even the early days. There's got to maybe be some garage bands or early stuff you've done. How old were you when you first started playing and what was the same like for you? You know? Yeah, that's good, man. I, uh, I mean, I started playing in high school. I was 16 years old and they just, I played hockey growing up. So I moved away to some small town called Creston, which was like 10,000 people. And it just so happened they offered a guitar class. It was like a, an elective. So I thought it would be super easy. I was like, guitar is cool. And then, <laughs> oh, excuse my language. I saw yeah, it's all good, man. But I ended up like, you know, almost failing the class. And then like the teacher was like, yo, he's like, you better drop this class or I'm going to fail you. And I ended up like, you know, obviously passing the class. And then I got a bit of a bug for the guitar and just kind of was a jock basically, but, you know, loved Alice in Chains and, you know, GNR. Mm-hmm. Grew up with like, you know, that grunge era. And obviously like at that time, so I'd always play. And uh, I ended up going to college in Boston and I ended up meeting Rich and Dave there. And Dave, Dave was a freshman and Rich was a sophomore, played football. Dave was just like, we were all kind of like part of the sports kind of scene there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Rich was always kind of like a, like, you know, just a jock to me. I had no idea he could sing. And like one night we were at this like dive bar called the Loft and Ladle where like we would always go and like, 
just get hammered for like you know dollar pints and, and, <laughs> yeah. and he like yeah and like so i just hear this kid singing like like it, i think it was even flow by pro jam or alive or something you know what i mean it was a pro jam song for sure and he just like i was like what like like you said angelic Eddie Vedder, yeah. like, like on steroids <laughs> or something like i was like they got like something right so i turned around and it was him and i was saying he's like he's like i know man i love singing and i always wanted to be you know do a rock band and i'm like dude it's awesome and like the you know like yeah i said let's do it so it just so happened that dave lived down the hall for me and some kid had drums one day and next thing you know he was playing and we were jamming some silver chair and some like bush and (laughs) and like next thing you know we were jamming and it was like a catholic college we went to merrimack college merrimack college in uh, boston it's a catholic school so we like got we started practicing in one of their churches basically like oh cool yeah we just (laughs) Yeah, cool we just pastor. turned for it, you know. What I mean? <laughs> um, and then we were just it, a college. Man. Yeah, we were crushed it, man. So we were just a college band for three, four years, playing for like, you know, beer and and just partying and stuff. But man. yeah, that's how we met. I'm not, I'm, I'm curious, nice. man. When when you think about the day before you drop two, man, I'm curious. I ask this every episode, man, to our guitarist friends, right? Now I, I remember my dad. He got sick of me playing, um, like on my acoustic. He's like, I'm gonna get you a real guitar. I remember my first uh, Epiphone guitar that I got. And then there's always those moments in your life, man, Rich, or if you remember maybe Julian, your first real guitar, not the play ones, but what was your first baby, man? What first, what was your first real guitar that you can remember getting in your life? Mm. You know, That was my, uh, the Gibson SG, man. I was a huge, like, I saw my first rock concert was ACDC. Like, you know, like I saw like, you know, just like coming up playing Thunder, Thunderstruck, right? Like it was mm. just the greatest moment and then i love soundgarden and, and kim yes. Dale and like, mm. um you know so there was a couple guys that i like always admired so i think i was 19 and i bought an sg and it was black just like the ones they played and so that was that's the start of the sg era for me i got you go ahead wow. question. now whenever you guys started back in college you know you know cutting your teeth you know making your mark kind of learning your craft in the church there are there some special maybe special gigs or events that you played in those early days or even up till now that just kind of stick out to you that you just love telling the story about and Mm. can you maybe give us one or two of those stories of some of your favorite gigs i mean you know like the first show we ever played was like we went i don't know why we chose this name but we chose the band the name sweet release so terrible like it's almost (laughs) so embarrassing to even say that but like i think it was from like some offbeat pearl jam kind of side like a b-side or something like that we thought it was cool and i don't know man we had like a couple different names but like i want to say that first show we ever played was like just looking at the video man it was like we had never played (laughs) ever before in front of anybody you know what i mean and yeah. it was just like there was something so pure about it and uh i don't know we opened up for actually probably actually so that was amazing but i want to say probably another one is this last show we played like when creed came out we just loved creed you know because richie could yeah. kill creed and uh you know obviously my own prison and then and then higher came out and then like the last shoot like our our, our senior year like Edwin McCain was coming to play the college. Like Edwin McCain was like the the hired like big act, you know. And they're like, oh, we, we got a gig opening up for Edwin McCain. Like it was such a big deal. And we did this like video wow. thing, and like, and we closed with Hire. Like we were just like this, like just the best Creed cover band in the world, right? Like just like this, and it was like a theater, right? Like it was it was a theater, so everyone was sitting and stuff. Like it was just not a rock show at all. And, like, <laughs> 
Edwin McCain comes on after and just sings like "I'll be the greatest thing," whatever his song was, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah, your crack yeah. shoulder. I mean, that's, a, a, that's a banger, dude. That's a great song. It's a huge hit. Like, you know, he got a lot of, he made a lot of money off of it and stuff. But it was, just, it was, it was cool. Like for us at that moment, it was probably like you know, like whatever that the the marquee awesome. event for us. Yeah, that's cool, man. And since then, obviously, and no disrespect to Edwin, you guys have took a different genre style. Obviously, thankful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I love the uh, the early memories, man, and stuff like that of uh, from where you guys started. Obviously, doing yeah. some time with the WWE stuff. That's pretty cool. Probably working with uh, Randy's crew. I'm sure, man, doing WWE songs, and it, it's just your your career continues to be. Mm. You're leaving a mark on rock and roll, man. Like I said, yeah, you can't you can't be as good as you guys are and not be far-reaching. Speaking of influence, man, and kind of the mark that was left on you, Craig. No, I don't. I, I'll say this: I got to pause, Dane. I don't know how anybody can ever say there's. It's almost like these jokes out there. I love Creed. I don't care anybody says. I still bang him every day. I love Creed. I don't care. Maybe it's a kid saying that, but I love it. So thank you, Julian, for also admitting that they're one of the greatest bands. With that influence yeah, being said, I'm I'm curious, Julian. Obviously, you know, Allison Chain that's a big one. Creed's huge. Yeah. You mentioned STP and all that. Uh, you know, even Soundgarden. If you had to pick maybe a one or two, maybe a couple guitarists on you, maybe stylistically, who's a couple of your favorite guitarists that have left a mark mm. on you as a musician, yeah. you know? Well, that's a great question, man. I mean, you know, the great thing about like grunge music that that happened, it kind of allowed um, it allowed a guys like, like I was never a virtuoso, you know what I mean? But I think like like there was something raw and primal and almost punk rock about what Nirvana, you know, obviously there was punk roots and what they were doing and stuff. And it's like, um, there was sort of this melding of metal and, and punk and, you know, obviously turned into whatever you want to call it. But like, I just loved the grooves of, you know, um, smashing pumpkins, but I think like, and, and obviously like, you know, Dean DeLeo and the DeLeo brothers, I think like they had a huge influence on me. I think like, um, you know, I think like uh, Soundgarden had a huge, yeah. I think Jerry Carroll, like mm. all those bands were like, you know what I mean? They were able to write super cool, hooky, groove kind of centric, like, yeah. you know, and I think like Dimebag, like yeah. as far as like, he was a virtuoso, but he was kind of a virtuoso of the people, you know, like right. he was able to write like grooves that his brother just kind of like took took their you know their sort of van halen influence and like turned it into something that like influenced all of us in some mm -hmm. way right and uh so i think like i think those at the core obviously like i was sort of like touched by so many other little pop rock versions of that along the way which culminated into like obviously creed and, and nickelback and then mm -hmm. you know that whole movement of like the resurgence of like the 2001 era where we got you know sort of inspired by the bands that were around us like the seven dusts and the deftones and the you know the biscuits and the corns and yeah like that kind of like yeah mm. puddle of mud and you know that, that started to, and see there right like those bands started to yeah. pop off and arrive you know this is this is a lane for us right like because mm. we sort of saw those influences in, in in us as far as like like rich dave and me so um yeah man i know that's a bit of a long way to answer your question no, that's good i love it yeah, i love it, it. i think you're it's neat though too julian before dane take four you got to think about this too julian you said it very clearly because we've had our buddy on from see there and a couple of ones you mentioned you've got you've got you guys see their puddle of mud this movement and all of you have left a mark on music yeah. it's like your your mark will never be forgotten man and this mm -hmm. there's so many gems in this past 20 years that you guys i, I always tell dane this when we're talking about music prep 
all the good bands have been around for at least 10 or 15 years, in my opinion. I'm no yeah. disrespect to modern music and all that, whatever, but like the good bands are at least going back. And then your influences are from 90s rock, right? That's where you come from. Yeah. That's what you cut your teeth on. So I just I just love to hear that good music never dies, as me and Dane talk yeah, about all the time. Definitely. So go ahead, Dane. I'll, I'll fanboy out if you don't bail me out, man. So and, and even to and even to kind of add on to that, you know, it, and it's constantly evolving with what you do. I mean, the sounds that you go and you pull from different places, it, it you guys take it to a, the next level, which is great for me to hear because you know, a lot of these bands that Josh listens to, he'll say, Hey, check this out. And I'm nothing but blown away because I come from that same era as well from the nineties, that, that grunge and what mm -hmm. you guys are doing takes it, takes it another level. So keep doing mm -hmm. what you're doing. Thanks, um, bro. So that kind of takes me to the next question here, you know, as we're in October now looking forward to the end of the year and going into 2024, what do you see for yourself and, and your bandmates coming on the horizon or are there some big things coming up that you guys want to talk about? Yeah. 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 No, it's a good question, man. We, you know, it's been, it's been an interesting probably last 10 years for us, right? Like we, we really stopped being a touring band, you know, like we don't get together and make music in a room together. Like we're not, and that that's kind of changed, you know, like I, I was sort of the engine for the, for the creative side of things. And, you know, Rich was an awesome collaborator and so was Maddie and Dave, like us together mm -hmm. as a band, we haven't made music together. And so, you know, it's been a bit kind of sad actually, because I feel like, you know, our best stuff was kind of when we all worked together, you know, and <laughs> There was a bit of a split in 2015, 2016 with our last record, The Revelation. And, you know, we, we stopped kind of being an active touring band and Rich started a new life and had a family and Dave as well. And so like Maddie and me were the lifers and the lifeblood mm -hmm. of like, you know, we were able to produce the music. Maddie started singing. He was, I mean, he's always been singing, but he started singing on the tracks and like, you know, we were just like, like dude, let's just, let's just put some stuff out that we, we've been doing. And, you know, if anything, like it is us, it's not like we're getting another singer, right? Like it's the same <laughs> guys. So we put out like, remember me. And we put out like, you know, one can walk away. And we put out over the last five years, Maddie and me have put out like, you know, seven or eight bangers again that we sort of yeah. wanted to culminate into a record called Salvation Nowhere, which we've yep. sort of been sort of alluding to the fact that we're going to release something like that. And, um, you know, the last couple of years, I've sort of taken a bit of a hiatus personally just to get healthy. Like I had to get mentally and physically healthy. And and now I'm back being like, OK, let's finish what we started there. And mm -hmm. with that being said, we put out Wildlife. We got another track called Remedy that's going to come out. Um, we got another uh, song that we did a collaboration. So Rich is kind of back at the table getting the itch. He wants to play again. He's got a daughter. She wants to see him. And, you know, so like things are starting to percolate a little bit as far as like, you know, Maddie, Rich and me, Dave's kind of doing his own thing, but like, he's always going to be a part of it. But like right. um, Rich, Rich teamed up. We got Rich in a collaboration with this uh, girl from a band called Tulip, which is pretty dope. They're like, they're kind of like an evanescence sort of mm. symphonic metal. Like she's got a sick voice and, you know, they're sort of on the up right now. So we had her collaborate on a ballad that, that I had written like a while back that um, never saw the light of day, but I think it's really special and powerful. So, so, you know, those, those in the, in the, in the sort of the nearest future, the salvation yeah. nowhere, 
the the ballad, you know, wildlife, this track, remedy that hasn't been heard, putting it all together and like mm. some B some B sides, some stuff that's never been released, some demos from Justice. Like there's just so much stuff on the cutting room floor, right? And mm. then so that's probably in the near future, within the next six months, right? That's kind of what we're looking wow. at. That's awesome. awesome. And it's we we've heard a couple uh I think we were talking to uh one of our buddies is actually from Demon Hunter along the way and he said what's cool about what you guys are doing and these days uh Julian with like technology you can drop a single once a week if you wanted to or once a year it's it's your own pace and that's cool yeah. you know um you yeah. guys are doing it in my opinion you're doing, you're doing it the Maynard style you're, you, everything you put out is great so take your time yeah. even if it's yeah. one song every 6 months or a year it's we know it's going to be great cuz it's your spend it's yeah. you and you know Matt, Maddie does a great job killing it all by he He's got a calling, man. So whatever. I'm just saying, like, you guys are in good hands. Like, the band is still. It'd be cool to have Rich back, but I think the direction in which you're taking it, I can't wait to hear those collaboration yep. songs. But um, as often as you put it out, we'll definitely share it and uh, at your own pace. It just, I can't wait. I, when I saw Wildlife, I was like, okay, we're onto something. It's coming back. They're going to be dropping <laughs> more stuff, and uh, it's it's beautiful. And I'm loving. I got Dane onto all the TikToks you guys are dropping of all the various different versions of Wildlife. You guys are some yeah. funny characters, man. Like it, the the wedding one's my favorite, where the dad at the wedding is getting it, like doing like the dab at the wedding. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> so you guys are hitting hitting it on all cylinders, and that's how my daughter yeah. discovered. She's like, "Is this the guy you're having on?" I'm like, that's not him. That's a guy at a wedding. But we're having Julian on too, cracking up. You know, it was really good. I love it, man. You're very, very creative with that. So there, there is a segment, Julian, I'm going to make you laugh for a little bit. Um, hopefully you've already laughed, but me and Dane have a segment that we have created with the audience. So our audience worldwide has helped us with something called rapid fire. Now, what this yep. is, me and Dane make a bet on you, Julian. We bet on what we think you're going to say to these answers. So you're actually – one of us is going to win against you, believe it or not. And what this is, <laughs> it's five questions, and you got to pick one. You can't not decide you got to pick one. About to get weird for a second. We'll keep it PG, but it's going to get weird, and we'll have some fun. Okay, so you ready? Yeah, Dane, you ready? You got your picks, Dane? Yep, yep, I'm ready here. So, part of the uh, upcoming album. Speaking of that, you guys are asked to do uh, by the label. Let's say, you, however it comes about, you're working with a new label, and they ask you to do a cover song uh, on the next album, and they're going to give you two very, very different types of music than what you're used to doing great song but you have to cover one of these two songs and make it rock make it a banger like you guys are good at doing your first option you guys got to cover walking on sunshine and make that a banger okay or you got to yep. do true you got to do justice and redo true colors so walking on sunshine or true colors which one are you going to redo a tough one uh, well, here, <laughs> my, this is my thinking right right off the bat true colors i love that song you're talking about right. cindy Lop right right yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great song so so out of those two songs i would say i will go true colors as far no no as far as i like it but what i would oh. choose what i would choose to make a banger is walking on sunshine just because i feel like someone's already done the true colors one and i've heard it and a couple different times and i just like be true colors you know what let's go with true colors. <laughs> there let's it is make it a i had you i had you man I had you. Dan, what'd you have on that one, man? Oh, yeah, I had True Colors. I was, okay. I was, had fingers crossed on that one. That's a tough one. I got one. you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're tied on that one, Julian. I appreciate it. So, Dane, we're tied on this one. So this next one, I know you guys have had some good involvement with with WWE over the years, right? Obviously, Randy's been real cool, and I love the you know voices stuff. But what they do is they ask you, they say, hey, we're going to go something different. We don't want you to make a song. We want you to be a tag team partner for one of these two epic wrestlers at WrestleMania. They ask you, Julian, to step in and be the tag team partner for either A, Undertaker, or B, Shawn Michaels, who's gonna be your tag team partner in the next WrestleMania? 
Undertaker. I had you as I had Shawn Michaels. Name would you have, man? On that one. <laughs> I'd, I'd Undertaker on that one. I'd I'm, I'm just I'm just a big HBK fan, man. So anyway, <laughs> so so next one. So it's funny that you mentioned this because I've studied you for a long time. So these next two, uh, this this next question, they're gonna ask you. A lot of rockers and artists are called up to do biopics and you know movies and things like that. Nothing really fits a rocker playing another rocker better, right? So you're asked to cover this biopic that's gonna show up uh, on Lifetime or something. I don't know what channel. And you have to be uh, basically live the life of one of these two these two uh, rockers and be the lead the lead person. You can either cover and be Scott Weiland in the upcoming biopic on STP, or you can be the guy, the main head honcho, and be Van Halen in the upcoming Van Halen biopic. Do you want to be Scott Weiland or Eddie Van Halen? You, go. Weiland, Weiland. I had it. Let's go, Dane. I had it. Dane, what'd you have? I had Eddie. I had Eddie Van Halen on that one. Gotcha. Uh, it's tough. Man, these are tough ones, man. Yeah, this is tough. You can't go, you, yeah. you can't go wrong with either answer, man. It's, I love no, it. It's, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Two icons. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So the next one, going a whole different direction. So, Dane, we're tied right now. I'm hoping to take the lead with this one. So um, we're tied. You're called up to do a guest sports announcership uh, commentary. They want you to be a guest color commentator for one of these two not-so-normal-on-the-beaten-path sports. They want you to be a guest co-host for the night on American Ninja Warrior. Or B, you can be the guest co-host for the Celebrity Three-Point Contest at the NBA Halftime Show. So you can be a part of American Ninja Warrior or NBA Three Point Contest as a co-host. Which one are you going with? I mean, I gotta say, man, right off the bat, to the heart, I'm an American Ninja Warrior fan. Yeah, let's go. And it would be an honor. It'd be an honor to be a part of that production. Let's go. I had it, Dane. How about you, man? I had. That oh one. yeah. Oh yeah. That one's that 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 show. My daughter watched it all the time. Yeah, me too. She'll watch great. reruns of it all the time. It's a great show. Exactly. Heck yeah. We'll have to. Watch we'll have it all to day. We'll have to connect you with Vin sometime. We're buddies with Vin, the bull, the American Bull Rider man. We're buddies with him, so we'll have to connect you guys sometime. Aww. I'll get you. I'll get you guys connected. No, I promise. So last one, man. So the last last question. This is gonna make you laugh, probably above all of them. We're gonna go back to. Uh, we're gonna say maybe some long lines and maybe a Vans Warp Tour or something like that. We're gonna go back to about 2007 for this one. And for some reason, all the bands, uh, Ozfest, we'll say that all the bands are standing around. And they want to do a game of Red Rover. They're like we're just gonna do a rando game of old school Red Rover. So it's you and Rich and Maddie back in the day, Dave. We're all together, and you guys are doing Red Rover against Corn, and you get to have one other band help you take on Corn in this Red Rover match. Check this out: you can either have Huey Lewis in the news, or B, the Steve Miller band help you guys play Red Rover against Corn. Which one are you go with? Maybe <laughs> all day. Huey Lewis, I got you, man. I love it. Yeah. So I actually had you for a Steve Miller, man. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, I had, Dane. Yeah, Steve Miller, I had. I like Steve well, Miller, man. I love. I like. His, I like the music. I like the music better. But I just think, like, in a game to help me, like, I feel like Huey Lewis is gonna bring that, that you know, the that, fire, that, bring that news. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let's go. Well, man, I, I, that that was an entertaining segment. So hopefully, uh, Julian, in interviews past, you haven't had a segment like that. So appreciate your uh, your being a good sport <laughs> yeah. there, man. Love it. That was very creative. Thank you for that. That was uh, that was a joy. That was. <laughs> Far more creative than most uh, shows, yeah. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. So last segment, we'll give it back to you, Dane, for the final segment. Dane, go ahead, man. <laughs> so on this segment, Julian, we call it a open mic. You know, are we, you know, kind of skew to the younger listener that, you know, they're up and coming, whether it's a musician or an athlete, to kind of help them along their path. So we ask our guests maybe to 
give our younger listeners maybe a mantra or maybe a philosophy that you've carried through the years through your long career of music to kind of help you get through these different stages and level up, so to speak. Is there something maybe that you could give our younger listeners to kind of help them along their way? Maybe some words of wisdom that you've learned through the years? No, I like that, man. I, I, I would, I would say if I was to talk to my younger self, you know, like is not, not abandoned, you know, like, like, I guess, you know, one like Terry date was a producer that produced justice, which was kind mm-hmm. of a, kind of a miss for us as far as sonically. And he's such a great producer. He produced like Soundgarden and he produced like, you know, Pantera and all these like legendary bands and stuff. And I remember we were, we were in the studio with him and he said, um, you know, who are you guys listening to? Who's inspiring you for this? You know, and we were like, well, we like Soundgarden. We like Zeppelin. We like, you know, whatever. We were just kind of going down the list. And he's like, he's like, man, you got to listen to who they listen to. He's like, you know, I think the most important thing is to sort of develop your own constitution and trying to be as creative with that that foundation as possible and and i think reaching back into like stuff your parents listen to you know really like almost drawing like drawing it out man and like Mm. you know really like sticking to that where it's like you know maybe you didn't like abba right but but you know maybe abba played a a, like a part in your childhood and i think like Mm. acknowledging and honoring where we come from and you know what our parents listen to and what we're influenced by I think, and then also the people that we loved, who they really listened to and going further and further back down the rabbit hole of like mm. the sort of the, the the shoulders of the giants that we all kind of stand on, um, you know, to really honor that, I think, to do your due diligence and put that put that sort of effort into sort of vision boarding, you know, that DNA for yourself. I think that that's, that's really key as far as like, you know, developing a constitution to say, hey, um, this is why. And, you know, and you can kind of like articulate it internally and that'll help you articulate it in the music you write. I love that, man. Hmm. That's wow. I, I'm, I'm latching on to something you said, because we talk about whether it's the music side or the sports side, kind of like you said, listening to what they listen to and kind of being a student of music. That's something I've seen that you have done over the years too. Hmm. you and has become a student of music. And uh, that's powerful, man. Not just listening yeah. to the bands, like not just even for us, we'll say, hey. Maybe not just listening to Rev Theory, but what is Rev Theory listening to? That's kind of cool. I like yeah, what you said about yeah. that. Like, okay, let's yeah. dig into what's in their mind. So you want to add to that, Dana? That's good. Yeah. No, I just I just think that's a great way to put it, a great perspective for, you know, somebody young to, you know, don't just listen to this group. You can get so much more by listening to even that's further good. back. That's a great message. Yeah, Man. well put. I don't think I've ever heard that in all the interviews you've done. That's a very powerful, like little nuance there. I like that, Julian. Yeah. That's cool. Love it. Man. Well, man, Julian, I'm I'm I'll tell you, man. Um Definitely no no change here and then how much we love you. It's only grown after yeah. getting to speak to you. They yeah. say don't meet your heroes, but I'm glad I did, man. I've been <laughs> watching you play for a very long time. It's an honor, man. Hopefully, as you guys uh, continue to kind of produce and put stuff out there, let it be yeah. known this is an open invitation. You're welcome to come back anytime. Um, I make a, a promise to you I will hook you up with Vin. Vin's my buddy, so I'll get you connected with one of our guys from American Ninja Warrior. Maybe just say hi or something, but um, we love what you do, man. We love yeah. – at the same time, I want to say this last piece because we love that there's a there's a – 
even in dark times, there's a positive message about what you do, mm. whether I look at wildlife or, or, you know, again, I all, I go all the way back because I banged truth this currency for years. There's mm. something positive through the healing of the dark times that you come out. Like it's okay yeah. to be real and raw and, and not just everything's, you know, sunshine. You can talk about real life, but still be yeah. a positive guy and, and talk about your struggles. And that's what the world needs more of. Hey, yes, we, we don't want to all be fake and just positive, but help me find a way out. What's a way to get through some of the yeah. dark times. And your music really does that, you know? So nice, I love man. that. No, I appreciate yeah. that. I, that 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 comment about selfish and cold was pretty. Uh, just uh, means a lot, right? Because that was back when we, you know, when I was basically, uh, yeah, I was writing about stuff that was happening to me, and you mm-hmm. know, Rich, Rich and me were, you know, putting that on out to the world, and and uh, the fact that you heard that early on, you know, not a lot of people know that song, so that that mm-hmm. means a lot. Well, so thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Of course, man. Uh, we, we're true fans. So this again, like I said, come back anytime. I know you're busy, man. Yep. So stay safe, and we can't wait to uh, as more yep. stuff comes out. Definitely. We'll be sharing the heck out of it, and hopefully, we can do this again sometime soon. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Literally, gentlemen, awesome. It was a pleasure. Yes, sir. Right. Take care. Thank brother. you for coming on. Right. Thank you're you. Guys. Drop pleasure. off, man. Cheers, Take care. Awesome. All right. Later. So Dana, I love I love Julian, man. I tell you, his music is it, it's it's awesome. Like there's there's nobody like Julian, yeah. man. Uh, what'd you think of him? Cool guy, huh? Oh yeah, great guy. I mean, a lot of knowledge. I mean, you don't go and stay in an industry that long and and not accumulate a lot of great qualities and and a lot of uh, great thoughtful you know messages. You know, positivity. You know, coming through things. You know, it's therapeutic. Like, I mean, you could tell whenever you you know if you talk to somebody like that that when they write something that's inside of them, it's therapeutic getting it out there. And it, it even makes it better. Like he said about your comment, it means a lot to them whenever they pour something out and somebody, it hits somebody a certain way. So I mean, I'm, I enjoyed I talking I to said, him the whole He's awesome. He's one of the original writers, Dan. I meant what I said. I, I'll remember mm-hmm. uh, very clearly when uh, selfish and cold came out. Um, mm-hmm. It was before I was even married. This I was in a dark spot. You know, everybody talks about those things and you know, going through tough times, trying to find your way as a young young adult, late teenager. And you're like, man, just going through, kind of figure out who you want to be. And like right. bands like that, and it's neat because they have a very clear stamp on 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 the music scene and they're powerful lyricists. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah. And then to see, I, I'm happy for him because, like I said, he's doing better in his life physically and mentally and all that. And then you've got, of course, Rich now coming through some of his struggles, having a family. I'm happy yeah. for him. I, how, how can you be mad about someone who's like the, the, what the reason they do this for is to grow as a person and now they've yeah. got a, a life of their own. That's cool. We put out a song every six months. We'll just keep jamming to the original stuff until you do. We love yeah. it, you know? So, oh, yeah. Um, it's great, it, guys. They, they, they become classics because you keep listening to them and, and yeah. then you spread the word, you know? There's there's definitely no shortage of hits as uh, or the kids say bangers. I, I got to get used to saying that. It's it's um, he, he Julian's up on the language, man. But uh, wildlife's definitely a banger. And then you've got all of the 2016 stuff, man. And they just they don't they don't stop. It's uh of course the time with working with Randy Orton, you know the the uh, the, the the Viper himself or whatever he goes by these yeah. days. You know they've they've left a they've left a music uh musical stamp that's that's not easily replaceable. So um yeah. I meant I meant when I said man that was a long time coming i put him up there yeah. with my love for like 12 stones and cedar i love these guys i love what they do so um yeah. quite quite a blessing to have him on so dana appreciate you helping me uh not fanboy out too much on that one yeah, that yeah. Big one for me. at the at the pulling the reins on you there. yeah it's like that time it's like like that time you met uh lou, uh, lou Ferrigno and you were like oh my gosh and you're freaking out <laughs> so uh 
So this week, guys, we got a few more big ones. I do. I, we don't usually do that as much, but we do want to let you know Tuesday is going to be a big day. We've got our buddy yeah. Aria stopping by from Skindred, and of course David from Aaron Lewis. And then our Tuesday night nightcap is going to be a special sports uh, edition. We've got uh, Miranda, the Maverick from UFC, yeah. stopping by. We'll be hanging with Nick Best, of course, and our buddy Anna Woods from She Strength will be helping us take on that um, special edition. Should be a little longer for that interview. Um, we do want to send uh, a love from Ace Hill. Ace Hill was supposed to be on tonight. Had to reschedule his his boxing yep. match. Um, had a little went a little long and had to reschedule his flight, so yep. he'll be on next week. Many more to come, but we just kind of wanted to set the tone for this week. Um, we don't usually also do this, but I was asked also, guys, in closing, for the audience listening, uh, we've got a couple friends out there. If you could keep them in your thoughts and send some good vibes your way. Um, our buddy Wayne and Liz. Liz just needs some support right now. Um, if you yeah. look them up on my page, I uh, just want to leave it at that. Just be sending good positive thoughts for Liz and Wayne. They know who you are. We love you guys. So, yeah. right, thinking of you and having our thoughts. But guys, outside of that, that was a nice, epic uh, night of music. Uh, great weekend all around, Dane, for sports and yeah. music. So, great night. Don't forget, as always, uh, that we love you. And uh, Dane? Thank you for listening.